to Weekend Rental. This is episode 67. We are your gaming and geek culture podcast. As always, my name is Ryan and I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Nate. What's going on, guys? All right. If you like our content and you want to explore other amazing geeky related content, whether it's podcasts, articles, and more, you can find all of that over at geekade.com. What's your geek? Let's dive right into our opening segment, Buy, Rent, Burn. If you're new to the show, what we do is we all pick a game individually for a given system. We'll all play these games, and then we'll share our thoughts as to which ones we would personally buy, rent, or burn. System this episode is going to be the Sega Genesis. Andy has selected Bonanza Bros. Nate has gone with Garfield, Caught in the Act, and I've selected Green Dog. So, let's analyze these. Individually, let's start the discussion back at Andy's pick, uh, Bonanza Bros. We're going to read a description here real quick from GameFAQs. Uh, so description on this game, Robo and Movo, the Bonanza Bros, are the clumsiest thieves around. They're in deep trouble now, and they need your help to avoid becoming jailbirds. Short and sweet. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty accurate description. Um, it's It's basically a stealth game. Yeah, a 16-bit stealth game, you know, side-scrolling, and I don't know. I I liked it quite a bit, mainly because of the more strategy in it. I guess maybe with uh, you know, waiting for the right time to pop out and shoot a guy, but there's a lot of other risk and reward in it as well. And basically, all you're doing is going through all these maps. You have to go pretty much through the whole thing stealing different parts while avoiding, you know, guards and police and stuff like that. And then SWAT troopers. Yeah. And reaching the exit. But I don't know. I I liked it. A lot of fun. Yeah. I, um, I was confusing it with another game. That's got a similar name and also is like a two player race thing on the Genesis. Um, so I was pleasantly surprised when I popped this one in and immediately like that, art style and like the pseudo 3d and like the foreground and background stands out on the Genesis. And it's a really cool and simple look. Um, it also reminds me a lot of Keystone capers with more imagination. Like I used to play that all the time in the 2600, except it looks like in the two player mode, you can actually like have someone, which maybe you could do in Keystone capers too, play as the cop and try and bust the person who's the thief. I don't know. We, I, we obviously when we were playing these were solo, so I'm not sure what two player mode looks like, but yeah, yeah, I really kind of liked it. It's like, you know, the Weeble people from <laughs> Fisher Price got a game where they're petty thieves, and I don't know. It, it was cool. It, it's something that I think you'd have to sink more time into to really build, um, build the muscle memory for because that was the hardest part for me was like remembering that the foreground and the background was there and like yeah the patience to wait you know like it's a game that requires you to slow down and think a little bit more than i probably wanted to in my initial playthrough but yeah really cool really really stands out among the genesis titles i thought this was pretty funny because especially the first level the music is so happy and then you're (laughs) like 
running in and shooting police officers and the music's <laughs> just so so chipper i was like i don't know if this is uh this is promoting <laughs> promoting good things well they um, get back up after you shoot them it's they okay. do it's just rubber bullets it's perfectly normal yeah, yeah. it's fine um i love that uh yeah that foreground background movement but games like this i have a hard time slowing down i love just to speed through things and so it it was hard for me to take that time and jump to the background a little bit as as a police officer was walking by i just wanted to kick the door open and start shooting everybody right away which didn't end well for me <laughs> um yeah. but it is just a funny game just the things that you're stealing as well i think there was a stack of sega genesis games that you were stealing <laughs> Uh, which is just goofy and just very Sega. Um, but I really enjoyed this one. I also like like the in-between missions thing. It was almost like a dumbed-down <clears throat> GTA V like, heist scenario where it's like two guys in a dark room like <laughs> setting it up on a film on the, on the wall, like planning it out. I don't know. It, that made me chuckle. Yeah. A lot of personality in a game with like characters that don't really themselves exude personality. It's They did a lot with a little. Yeah, they're actually uh, unlockable racers in um, Sega All Stars Racing. Really? Yeah, you can be transformed or the first one. Uh, transformed, I think. Okay, that's really interesting. They would get that type of recognition. Yeah, that's a deep cut for sure. <laughs> but that—that's yeah. kind of why I like that game because so many deep cuts. But uh, yeah, this thing is—I don't know—it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I it's agree. It's Metal Gear. Yeah, <laughs> the the kids version of Metal Gear. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, sneaking around. It's not too far off. All right, let's move on to our next pick. <clears throat> I don't want to talk about it. We all know how I feel about Garfield, but here we go. Nate's pick: Garfield caught in the act. By a strange twist of fate, Garfield finds himself stuck in a late night TV adventure. Take him through the comical classics. <laughs> where it's up to you to free him from the midnight movie warp Garfield stars in the best gaming experience around. You nailed it. Hope everybody picked up on the sarcasm there at the end. Oh, there's no sarcasm on this end. This game was not picked because of your hatred towards Garfield. I just felt like we needed to try it. This wasn't like, like, I bet you Ryan's okay. You're right. (laughs) <laughs> Anytime I see Garfield, I'm picking it just because I know you get worked up over it. Well, this is a long very... run of games to pick from because they're still making them in 2020. Sadly. Oh, then we got a ton of by rent burns to go. I wish I could. I should probably look at each system that we do. Just go weeks and weeks <laughs> with just Garfield for you. I think you'd appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know if I'd make it. I'd lose my sanity. So this game is is a classic Sega sega style game where it's a it's a platformer adventure uh side scrolling and you do a little exploration here and there by um killing enemies and dropping into pits and figuring out how to get out of the pits and by uh i thought that was really funny what's his dog's name odie odie yeah so when you fall into these pits you have to pull Odie's tongue, but where the tongue is, it looks like you're yanking on something else that's dangling <laughs> down. I didn't and, even realize that was Odie's face until you said that. Yeah. yeah. And it's supposed to be his tongue, but it's a little bit lower, if you know what I'm saying. 
And then you have to go to the other side and uh, pull the tongue, and then the middle will rise up. The platform I guess. will raise. Yeah, yes. platform will raise. Um, it looks good. I mean, the game looks good. It plays okay. It's a little clunky. Garfield's a little clunky to maneuver, and I mean, it's, he doesn't really have much for weapons. He's throwing skulls, and is it a flame stick or is it just claws? I couldn't tell. Is he just slashing? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I couldn't figure that out, but uh, um, the enemy placements were a little annoying and frustrating, and they kind of pop up when when they shouldn't really pop up, and stuff like that was a little bit annoying, but I still think it's it's pretty classic Sega look, classic Sega sound, and wasn't as bad as what Ryan's going to say right now. So I think my favorite part about this game was just the visuals the like especially that opening segment like where you're in the tv and there's like that bad tv filter over the screen like that was really cool but this is like this is the type of game that is probably been localized and recast with like seven different ips across the world because it's the laziest premise of any game because you're basically just any character can get sucked into a late night tv and then they're going to use every public domain ghoul goblin late night horror movie trope they can but in this case it just happens to be garfield um but i would not be shocked if there are <clears throat> other versions of this game or i i mean it's just it just feels lazy as far as like the ip is concerned uh, but it looks good i didn't find the pits that you fall into to be particularly great game design or super fun like i don't know what's cool about walking eight feet jumping in a hole pulling on a tongue riding up a platform and doing that 10 more times to the end of a level um, they could have done that like once maybe. Uh, but like Nate said, the, the enemy spawning is kind of annoying. Uh, the, con the controls are fine enough. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I'm not going to shit all over this game cause it's not a train wreck. It then is what just, are you doing right now? I'm complimenting it kind of <laughs> as far as it, like, I, it's a lazy use of a story for a game and an IP, but like it, sure. It's not inherently broken. It, it's a fine average platformer. I think they were really trying to kind of spoof on uh, Ghosts and Goblins too, especially yep. with that opening oh, yeah. level, like the level design even. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's it was all fine, but forget when you it. die, you was it Odin? terrifying? Was it was it terrifying when the TV like swallows you up and shows teeth on the screen? And I was <laughs> I mean, like, that's I, a little I scary. Cried for a little bit, but it wasn't Good. too bad. I think that's. Did you guys beat Odie? Uh no, I, I didn't. I, I think you have level. to get light in there or something like that, if I remember right. Yeah. Oh, okay. I beat Odie. Good job. Thanks. I did not. But why are you fighting your best friend? They hate each other. They're frenemies. Oh yeah, he kicks them off the table all the time. Okay. I haven't watched Garfield in a long time. <laughs> I think that's the biggest bummer about this. Like you said, it's just like Garfield and just basic tv genres and it's that's not enough to make you upset that you're playing a garfield game because there's not enough just garfield in it it's yeah you're right maybe that's why i'm tolerating it yes. that's that's probably true yeah had there been john and lasagna at every turn and <laughs> normal i might have just lost it yeah yeah but you thought the first i thought the first level was essentially what the game was going to be like where you have to traverse from one side to the other 
kind of like a puzzler in a way where you're platforming and then crawling across something. I thought that's how the whole game was going to be, and it was just going to progressively get difficult. But uh, that quickly changed. Yeah, well, I think you're going to take a lot of hits no matter what you do in this game, unless you're, like, very good at it. But, uh, yeah, I I used to have this game as a kid. I I don't remember too much beyond the first level, though. Is it like a black and white level after that, I think? Yep. Yeah. After that, yeah. I, I, I really couldn't get too far in this game, if I remember right. Well, and the thing is, is like they don't really incentivize you to want to keep trying either. <clears throat> you know, it's just kind of. Graphics are good, it's though. Just, yeah, I mean, it, it looks outstanding. Yeah. I think that's its strongest suit, like its visual style. And like I said, that opening filter, I really appreciated that effect. It was cool. Well, Garfield, let's talk about one more platformer here. My pick, Green Dog, or if you are a fan of, um, I can't remember the show now, Game Sack, there we go. You'll know it as Green Dog, uh, the beach surfer dude. The description on this one is Green Dog is one lucky surfer. He lost his board and got, s- or unlucky surfer, sorry, that's a key point. Uh, he lost his board and got stuck with a cursed necklace. Uh, Green Dog has to fight his way past a lot of crazed creatures and monsters to find the Aztec treasure or he'll never get rid of the curse. Uh, So this is another platformer. Um, You play as like a stoned out hippie surfer dude who throws frisbees at enemies and has really floaty platforming mechanics. Uh, You bounce your frisbee off poles and stuff and hamburgers fly out. Uh, You can also pick up power-ups that do things. Uh, and then there's just a bunch of generic, like, lizards and piranhas and parakeets to populate the level. And, um, I don't know, it, it it's not really a cohesive game. It's like somebody threw up a bunch of different platformer elements all over a game. And they're like, let's throw a surfer guy in that. And you have Green Dog. Yeah, this was uh, a very strange game. It was enjoyable for a while, and uh, it becomes the same over and over and over again. Small platforms, tons of red fish chewing your legs, which were very, very obnoxious. And uh, I did find the the weapon of choice was, was pretty entertaining, a frisbee. Um, so that, that was really cool. Not realistic, though, especially when you throw something and it hits them. The frisbee should just drop instead of come right back to you. So it's more of a boomerang, but you know. Also, it's highly coincidental that like the frisbee shape is the exact shape of like the Aztec runes to unlock secret doorways. Apparently, apparently the frisbee was a big part of Mayan culture. I don't. I who knew? (laughs) Yeah, that that's actually very very true. I um, it, it got really frustrating though. There was just so much happening and the your weapon didn't really do a lot of damage and their hitboxes were very small compared to the weapon that you had and they would hit you no matter what and that was very very frustrating and annoying throughout the entire game and him being a surfer 
is really confusing, especially when you drop in water and you drop in water and that's hurting you. And I'm like, he's a surfer. Like he should be used to this. So I don't know. It was missing a few things for me. Yeah. Like you said, the Frisbee is a cool aspect of it, but it just felt like every time you threw it, it like missed the enemy. And it would be like Mario and his fire fireball. Every time you used it, like 90% of the time, it just wouldn't hit the enemy. It's like, it should be the other way around where, you know, if you're making the right jump at the right time, you should pretty much be hitting that enemy almost every time. But it was like the opposite here. But overall, like, you know, since meme games usually are known for being terrible games, I thought this game wasn't as bad as what, you know, isn't in that class, I would say, as a very bad game. Right. It felt a lot to me like <clears throat> an Amiga type game, just with Sega Genesis sized sprites. Cause, you know what I mean? Where it's kind of like these very big, ambitious platformers with kind of like the most mundane characters, weird references, and like nonsensical level design. It felt, a, it reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, to be fair, it does all work <clears throat> for a game that has just a reputation for being a joke. It's, I mean, it's playable. If I, if I had gotten this as a kid, I definitely put a lot of time into it. But, uh, now I, I think I, my 15 minutes were good. The sound was definitely missing. The soundtrack was fine, but when it came to the enemies, that was weird. Like the frog didn't have like a frog noise whatsoever. And they had the capabilities of doing it back then. And it was just like a drum beat. And, and so every time it was supposed to rib it, it was just like a <laughs> drum. And so I don't know. It just it was very, very random in how they pieced it together. And there just didn't seem to be a ton of thought into it. My favorite was just like the <clears throat> absurdly tiny dagger that just floated in midair until you walked up to that platform and then would fly at you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that did not fit into I mean, none of the stuff really fits, but that especially made no sense in the context of this game. Right. I love the hovering uh, Frisbee power-up, though. It just hovers yes. in front of you. That's great. Yeah, I feel like a badass when I had that. The umbrella hat's cool. It took me a long time to realize that that's... Because I, I was probably halfway through that first stage before I realized like I was accumulating accumulating these things at the top. And then I was like, well, how, how do I use that? And like I just finally randomly hit the button and... <laughs> I was like, oh, I've been doing this all wrong, but yeah, it's, it's an okay game about a surfer dude, I guess. I think it's time to do verdicts. Andy, which game are you going to buy, rent, or and burn? Hmm. I think my buy is going to be Bonanza Brothers. I had a lot of fun with that game, and... I like stealth games in general. I like Metal Gear a lot, and this is like a cartoony version of that on a more primitive system. So it was it was quite a surprise. Um, I wonder what two players is because obviously, like it's very much built for that, since the second player is always on screen, no matter if you play first or you know just yeah. one player anyway. I suppose there's <clears> the potential <throat> that you just take the other brother. Yeah, right. Maybe it's co-op. Right, which would be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, there'd be a lot more tactics then 
if you were in the same house as two different people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, had a lot of fun with that game. I think my rent is going to be Green Dog. Uh, it was a tough choice between the other two. I like Garfield graphics better, but as a platforming game, I think Green Dog was a little bit more straightforward and a little bit more uh, fun. Whereas, like like you say, Garfield was fall in a pit, get out of the pit, fall in a pit, get out of the pit. And that's just not as enjoyable. So that's my burn. Nate, how about you? Uh, I'm not too different from Andy. Uh, I think Bonanza Bros was was a clear buy for me. It had a lot of just playability, very fun. Just a game that you typically, just a game you typically don't see or play often. I would love to try this game two player just to see what that's like. Um, so definitely enjoyed it. And I think I'm going to have to rent Green Dog as well. Because Garfield, it was Garfield, it just didn't play well. There, Ryan, you hit a whole bunch of uh points there where you go a few feet and then you drop into a pit get out fall into a few feet and that got frustrating and old really really fast and it kind of became the same not that uh that green dog was much different but i just like the quirkiness of the character the throwing of the frisbee yeah the hitboxes and respawns were annoying and stupid but um so green dog for sure my rent and then burn for sure Garfield. Oh boy. <clears throat> um, yeah, I I'm gonna fall in line. I, I thought Bonanza Bros was a really cool concept. Like I said, I played it wrong. I tried to play it more aggressively than I should have, but I think sinking more time and <clears throat> being patient. I just I liked what it had to offer. I liked the art style, the pseudo 3D. Uh, like I said, it reminded me a lot of like a souped up Keystone Capers, which I loved in the 2600. So I'm buying that. Um, I think both the other two are about the same, but I had more fun playing Green Dog. Green Dog felt like a poor man's pitfall, which we played last time. <laughs> um, I, I There's just a little bit more there for me, and the Garfield stuff just felt shallow, and the level design felt bad. Plus, it's Garfield. So, I mean, while these games are kind of even keel, I'm always going to burn that stupid fat cat. So, torching him. Yep. There wasn't enough of Garfield's friends to save it. I don't know that that would have helped. Well, another Byron burn in the books. Okay, let's move on past Byron Burn. Get into uh, what we've been gaming, watching, what's happening in the news. A uh, little bit of a nugget of uh, news from Nintendo. We haven't had a direct in a while, but they kind of came out this week and said, we're going to add some more games to the good old 
NES and Super <laughs> NES on your Switch that you're paying money for. And, uh, you know, we're going to go for some classic, classic deep cuts. You guys all remember Eliminator Boat Duel? No? You're getting it. Uh, you remember how we already gave you a tennis game? Well, you're getting another one for the Super Nintendo. Enjoy that for 30 bucks a year or nine ninety nine, I guess, if you're a single family. Why? Why are they doing this to us? I feel like they're they're using the same process that we use to pick buy rent burn games. <laughs> I've never <laughs> heard of this one. Let's try it. <laughs> I don't know the Twin B game. I'll play that one. Looks yeah, that one's fun. Yeah, Pop and Twin B. Yep. The other ones are like what was okay. the other one? Shadow Masters or Ninja <clears throat> Shadows? Oh, Shadow the Ninja. That that one's good for NES. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be all right. But another tennis game? There's already a tennis game on there. Yeah. And I don't know anybody who's ever been like, Eliminator Boat Duel is awesome. <laughs> like, like, it's a game. I don't need it. Do you think there's a large population of people actually playing the NES and SNES on the Switch? For me, <sighs> it's a hard concept because I have a lot of these games and I don't know. I just don't play my Switch for that. I think like, I there, don't even think about it. I think there are a handful of first-party titles that people play regularly. But yeah, I don't think it's been the home run that it could and should be. I mean, I'll always, if I'm bored and don't want to know what I want to play and I've got my Switch in my hands, I'll usually do like a Super Mario Brothers 3 or I'll race a little Mario Kart if I'm just, you know, in between things. But sure. yeah, I, I don't think it... I don't think so. I, I, I Nobody talks about it anymore. You know, everybody was excited no. about it. And then they stopped the monthly games and then they're kind of doing every other month, but they're not really giving us anything that anyone wants. I don't get it. Well, actually on Twitter today, I thought that was funny. You get those couple of people that just oversell everything and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe Shadow of the Ninja. And they're like showing their complete inbox copy on Twitter like we can play it. It's not like you haven't been able to play it, and all of a sudden, right. yeah, this is this amazing moment, and so they they blow them up all the time, which doesn't make any sense. I mean, that one's probably a cool one for like the new generation who has the Switch and had never had an NES and had no idea what that game is. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. None, no first party. Like, what are they doing? Right. <laughs> The games that are free for them just eliminator bow duel isn't rare is it or is it uh no i don't think so that's uh okay. cobra triangle is their boat game. there you go that's what i'm thinking of <laughs> yep kind of the same <clears throat> essentially yeah yeah they could give us a little more bang for our buck at this point with the switch online because it's certainly not worth the online portion at least give me a game library that justifies it. I never got into the yeah, Tetris. The Tetris 99? Yeah, never. Yeah, I, I guess I kind of fell off that too. I played the first few games and I was just like, this is fine, but I don't care enough to keep playing. I did pick up, because I had like a reward certificate to Best Buy, um, Monkey Ball HD. For the switch, it was down to like twenty nine bucks. So I got it for twenty five. 
just kind of on a whim. I don't know. I just felt like playing some monkey ball and it's not even like the best monkey ball game. It's probably the worst. Maybe a monkey ball adventure is, but I don't know. It's still a solid enough monkey ball game. So my son and I were tag teaming levels playing every other one. I forgot that that one added bosses for some reason. How does that work? Completely unnecessary, but how does that work? You just do different things like hit them on the head or bounce bombs back at them. Okay. It's kind of pointless. It plays well though. I, I, I don't hate it. It's better than using the Wii motion controls. Hmm. And it came with stickers. Oh, well then. Yeah. 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 Are they bananas? Uh, no, it's I, I, and, uh, the like big muscly monkey. I don't know his name. I only know I, <laughs> Donkey Kong. <laughs> oh okay they should have done that though it's a good call man they could have done a, a crossover that would have been cool missed opportunities yeah I, I always I, say it's a good casual game though for like 30 bucks or less like it's it's fun to throw in the switch now and then i i and donkey kong at the x games that needs to happen <laughs> yes Monkey Extreme Games. <laughs> the poo flinging contest is my favorite. Oh yeah. Could I take a moment to talk about no. the coronavirus? <laughs> sure. Let's, let's let's get into a somber mood and really. All right, everyone. In. No, actually, I thought this was this was interesting, and I wanted to bring this up last time. Um, so there, there's a simulator, like a virus simulator game, um, Plague Inc. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that or have ever experienced the game. I have not, but I thought it was interesting that it was in the news and in mainstream news as well, that um, the game developers are warning everyone that it's just a game and uh, and the sales... I mean, to bring it back, the sales have increased in China for this game, <laughs> which is really, really interesting that they're trying to understand like how this epidemic would work by playing Plague Inc., which doesn't make any sense. But uh, the the developers are warning that it's just a game. They don't want to give people ideas of how to how to spread disease or or anything like that. I just think that's funny that. Uh, uh, companies are now having to put warnings out that a game is just a game, not a real thing. Well, I also think they were saying like, not that, well, this probably plays into that China bit somewhat is that they were saying that gaming has just gone off the charts in China because of the widespread coronavirus and people are just secluding themselves in their homes and gaming. So, or, so let's play a played game about everyone dying. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's oh get out there God. and live reality in, in my apartment. Doesn't make any sense. No. Have you guys ever played the game? No. I want to say there was like a, a really old version that was like a browser game version of it. And I played yep. that. I want to say. So the premise is you're trying to spread a virus faster than scientists can cure it. So you are trying to wipe out humanity, which is a very morbid <laughs> style of game. And it's pretty bad that the developer has to warn everyone, like, don't get any ideas with this thing. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a strategy game, I guess. Interesting. So, everyone that's listening to the podcast, don't do it. Okay? That's our public service announcement. Our Please PSA. don't bring on the apocalypse or create human genocide. It's not, uh, not great. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> so this is just a random thing that I saw on Twitter this week. I don't know if you guys have seen that game. I forget what it's called, like Siege or something weird where it's like you build like, or Instruments of Death. I don't know. It's like some PC game where you just build random um, machines to like do castle raids and like, oh, catapults yeah. and stuff like that. <clears throat> and someone like just threw this random gif on Twitter where somebody had built a machine and it basically just comes. It's like a eight second gif where this machine comes up. It's got two clap hands and it clasps like a group of 12 guys. And then you're like, okay, where's this going? And all of a sudden it flies up a Nazi symbol and then burns them all in the pit alive. Holy oh my gosh. Which is awful. And I laughed so hard. Wow. I was like, you gotta be kidding me that someone comes up with this crap. Ugh. Don't do that either, people. Also, don't do that. Yeah. It's probably on This Steam episode's workshop. all about PSAs. Yeah. I feel like we just got to really reach our population. Nazis are not cool. Nor the is the coronavirus. No. Although the makers of Corona are probably, are they capitalizing oh this with advertising? <laughs> They're like, how can we spin this in a positive way? Well, really, they can spin it because they say alcohol. Uh, coronavirus can be killed by alcohol. So really, they oh have gosh. the medicine that this, these people need. Just down it's in already Mexico. appropriately named. Yes, you can get past the cartels. You can. Do you yourself. think there has been moments that they're sitting in a boardroom with the marketing team and they're like, "How can we do something with this? <laughs> Everyone's pain and suffering. What could we do to spin it?" <laughs> they're like, "Too soon? How, not too soon? How can we pull all our advertising as quickly as possible?" <laughs> right. <clears throat> Want a Corona virus? <laughs> That's messed up. That was their Super Bowl ad. Yeah, that was their that was their Super Bowl. All ad. these marketing teams are playing Plague Inc., trying to spread right. spread the Pepsi virus. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, it's good uh, stuff. Sick. I have another thing that you shouldn't do. Huh? Let's uh, play Dragon Quest Builders too. Oof. You've been playing that? Yeah, I picked it up on the half off sale. Surprised okay. it was still there by the time I got to the PS4 section. But uh, I was told, because I played the first one, I like the idea of Dragon Quest Minecraft. Seems like a good idea. Yeah. But the problem is, you would build up a, like a certain area and you do all these missions, and then you would finish the level and you'd have to start over somewhere else. So it's like. That kind of defeats the purpose of the building stuff because you always want to keep the base level, you know. And I was told that this is this fixed that that you were always going to build toward one thing. <clears throat> and something, it's kind of like that. You start out on an island, but then you go to this other island, and then you do the same thing. You build it up, and then a, finally a boss comes, and you beat the boss, and then some of the guys from that island come back to you to your island. So you, so you maintain your community, but not all your hard work. Right. So you lost everything that you built on an island. It stays there and it 
just does hangs out but there's no like free play mode or like not anything not really i mean you have that main island where you are building stuff you know with all your new people but it's it just sucks that you kind of waste time on these other islands yeah that does suck i remember you telling me about that too because i had played the demo of the first one and it was a long demo it was like three hours and i really enjoyed it and i was like yeah i'll probably you know buy that when it's cheap and then you're like oh no you you move on like all that stuff stays behind i'm like well i don't want to do that that's dumb yeah same thing they did the same thing for the most part huh just sucks that's too bad yeah how far did you get into it before you realize this uh i'm on the second island now and it's more like a mining you basically learning how to mine and you know get gold and silver and all that stuff and i'm just like what's the point you know as soon as you know though uh the Probably eight hours in. Oof. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah, after that, I was kind of like, what's <clears> the point? You're just going to just gonna lose everything that you're building toward. Maybe they'll hear the outcries of their community and they'll redo it, though. I've heard that's a thing that developers are doing now. Yeah, uh, Anthem, right? Like, they're... Supposedly. They're going to start over. Hit the reset button. I don't know. We hit a mulligan, guys. Let, let's try this again. <laughs> they probably have a completely different team of developers in there because anybody who has worked at Bioware and was forced to make that game probably left. So this new team probably has better ideas. I don't know. I just wonder, like, how much effort is that and how long will it take and can you possibly get a community back? I mean, I guess No Man's Sky did it, so in theory it's possible. <laughs> yeah. But No Man's Sky just made good on the idea that they had, where Anthem was like, not a great idea. The be- idea that we have yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't Destiny enough. I guess we have to make more Destiny. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know if Destiny knows what the hell to do anymore either. Sounds kind of... Since that switch to free to play i don't know yeah people have been falling off is this supposed to be free to play then i mean i don't them yeah i can't imagine them coming out and charging a boatload of money again no they can't especially with the whole like tier debacle and if you buy this version on this platform you get it this day and then like you (laughs) needed like a six-week chart to know when the game was coming out (laughs) yeah for you when the news Ridiculous. just came out that they they still had like the Christmas decorations up in there, really? Yeah. They just hadn't touched it. They're yeah. like, "No, we're leaving it." That's crazy. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> so, speaking of another mess, E three, E three got another blow today. Um, Jeff Keeley announced that he will not be attending E three and. Uh, headlining the event that he has done uh i guess 25 years he's gone to e3 and this was the year he decided it didn't make sense to partake in what it has become which i kind of have to imagine he's sort of turned the game awards into e3 so he probably feels less inclined to do this yeah that's like he kind of has a conflict of interest on that right because like yeah like if he kicks (laughs) He tries to kick E3 down the curb. Like he he benefits from it. 
Oh, his, for his sure. own show benefits from it. But I mean, it's theoretical that they would have had more world exclusives at the Game Awards this year than E3 will have. Yeah. The show itself. I mean, there will be news coming out around it, but not main stage at E3. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be weird, though, because he was the one that was like making the main, you know, like the E3 show that, yeah. that you watched. So, like, I don't know. It's going to be all these other outlets just kind of piecing it, the, the, you know, the news together, the show. <clears throat> yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I mean, it's definitely kind of further confirmation that what E3 was is, I mean, it's going to be, uh, it's going to have to be a different show. It's not an industry show anymore. It'll probably become a fan service show, which is just a convention at that point, I guess, hmm. or a PAX. Just to wait in line and play a game maybe a month or two early. Yeah, maybe the new Anthem build will be there. <laughs> Hot news. Uh, it doesn't even intrigue me to go to that. Like, there's nothing that excites me about the potential to even go. It, no, I, to me, it's dead, and everyone still argues that it's so busy, still look at the line. It doesn't matter. It's dead. Yeah, it's, it's busy, and there's lines because they're selling consumer tickets, not because the industry people are packing it in, you know? Right. I mean? mm -hmm. Like, I agree. I When they first did that public year, and it was still more or less what E3 had been, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be sweet. Like, sometime I'm going to have to go check that out. And now I'm like, I don't want to deal with the bs of lax and all those people and the heat and like fuck that <clears throat> it's not a thing for breaking news anymore which was the cool no. part about it and world exclusives and sneak peeks it's just it's almost no different than any of the cons that we already go to yeah that are intended to cater to us whereas e3 still is kind of not figured that out they have to or die. Yeah. Yeah. You wonder how many, like it used to be like Walmart executives or, you know, the Walmart buyers would be there and they'd have meetings and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I wonder if that even happens anymore. I don't think that happens in most industries in general anymore. It's just not how <laughs> buying takes place. You know, Yeah. you look at, you know, you look at, um, so North Dakota, we had this big thing called the winter show and it was like a big, like industry expo that ran for two weeks straight and in the States and like, yeah, every business in like a multi-state area. And certainly within the state was there to have those meetings and do that stuff. And then it shrunk down to like a four day thing, maybe three days. I mean, it's not even, and that's just because the business doesn't take place there. It's not. No, it's an excuse to have a, a country concert. That's yeah. All and that's is. all it is <laughs> now is a, is a concert and a rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. So that just gives you more time to stay home and get your VR out and play some games. Like what what kind Prince of Prince of Persia on the Same VR. <laughs> Am I gonna be jumping yeah, at my is, walls? Um you could be jumping <laughs> at the walls and throwing up. <laughs> I think this is really interesting, uh, that uh Prince of Persia, there was an announcement that uh they were gonna be coming out on the VR. Um I don't know when and what VR they're going to be out, but so they haven't. You, you didn't see platform if it was PlayStation. No, or, okay. no, I did not. What what I think is interesting though is that this 
this has been around this franchise has been around since 1989 or so and so for that long they've been putting out games i think they've put out 13 different games uh up until this point the last one was 2018 and uh 18 which one was that yeah that's the the prince of persia escape um huh. I think it's Escape, but... Um, oh, Escape. Yes. Escape. Yeah, I had not heard of um, that. Yeah, so it, it was... Uh, well, you haven't heard of it because it was uh, iOS and Android. Oh, okay. Um, those. Runner game, which doesn't really count, but it's still part of the franchise. But So was the last one before that, the one on the 360 then? Must have that been. was the Shadow and the Flame remake in 2013. Okay, so. You know, walking Wikipedia, Prince of Persia here? Uh, it's, it's Prince of Persia. Gotta love it. <laughs> no, it's um, it's just such a... To me, it, it seems very odd that they would bring it out as, a v, one, a VR game. Because yeah. everyone's going to blow their chunks. I don't picture that going well at all. And two, it's Prince of Persia. I think it's just been... It's like Atari. They just keep on trying to get something to stick i've never met a diehard prince of persia fan that's like i can't believe they're coming out with another prince of persia 99 percent of the people won't even know this vr exists <laughs> yeah i mean i think that game was held in pretty high regard in the gamecube ps2 and xbox here i mean it had, a, <clears throat> it had a run of three games on there that were revolutionary at least the first one um I mean, it was big. It was like Assassin's Creed big when that was but, shit. But I think Assassin's Creed was like the next evolution of that. Right. You know? I think they, they traded those franchises out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see some people being excited, but yeah, the proposition of playing that in a first person mode just makes me want to throw up thinking about it, let alone playing it. Just a very odd choice. Yeah. Well, they made they made a big budget movie. Remember that? Well, sadly, yeah. It wasn't a very good movie, but like... No, the, had Jake Gyllenhaal. That was surprising even then. Like, even when it was a bigger game franchise. Yeah. That was probably the least offensive video game movie. One of them. It's actually an I've okay never movie. never seen it. I think it was... Was it Disney? I think so. Yeah. It's fine. It's not great. It's probably but... not on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> huh yeah well that's a good segue so speaking of disney plus uh they put out they've been putting out some original content and they just had this kids movie drop last week called timothy failure mistakes were made and it's this live mm -hmm. action movie uh with this little kid who runs a detective agency in his mind and he's got an imaginary polar bear friend and um I don't know. I think you guys should watch it with your kids. It's pretty entertaining. Like I had to, I kept arguing the whole movie with my children because they they swore the polar bear was, was real and he was there and people were seeing him. I'm like, no, it's in his imagination. Don't you think he, people would be screaming at him walking down the street with a polar bear? This doesn't make sense. Uh, but what I loved about it was just kind of like the quirkiness and that it's set in Portland, you know, and they fully embrace that it's Portland. And it's weird. Like it's all the whole thing's about that, but the, 
but I just died because the running joke is like the, as the kid sets up the movie, he's talking about Portland. He's like, it's a great city except for one problem. And then they pan to like a food truck like area, which you see in Portland a lot. And it's like somebody making like a Russian thing, guy making knishes with a big beard. He's like the Russians. So then every time like a 20 something hipster with a beard and a mustache comes by, he thinks they're all like Russian spies, like plotting <laughs> against hilarious. him. So it's just like the running joke through this whole movie. And I just laughed so hard at it. That's pretty cool. Uh, I thought it was going to be something worse with like panning into homelessness and drug <laughs> no. use. Marijuana. No. It's a, it's a quirky movie. It's, it's, it's not great, but it's pretty good. Like if you're already paying for the service and you got kids, it's worth a watch. I, I enjoyed it, but the whole, I almost like, broke down and got, I almost broke down and got Disney plus yeah. or things like that, but I still haven't pulled the trigger. You know, still it's cheap and it. you get all those great cartoons when we were kids, man. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Then it's I worth can it watch just that. that. I'm almost that all the movie? way through X-Men. Are you the series? Mm-hmm. Wow. Good job. I still haven't bit that off. I want to start with Gargoyles, I think. That's a shorter run. We watched that uh, live-action Aladdin. They just added that. Oh, no. <clears throat> yeah. It, Why would you shoot in your childhood I, like that? I can't believe somebody has the... It's a whole new world. Like, if you're a professional actor <laughs> and you have the balls to say, like, oh, I could do a Robin Williams. I could do that. You know? And it's just... it's. Definitely the weakest part. He's the biggest star, and he's the weakest part of the movie. Everything else was actually not so bad. But yeah, and they actually changed. I'm so sick of those. They actually changed the story enough that it's not exact ripoff of the cartoon, but it's it's not great. Yeah, I. What's the latest uh, live action Disney movie? I I saw it over the Lion Super Bowl King. commercial. No, they did Lady and the Tramp now. Yes, oh, Lady that was the just Tramp. for Disney Plus, though. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't watched that. Yeah, I feel like there was one more recently that they were putting out. And... Beauty and the Beast came out first. Can't think of it. I think Mulan is out this year, maybe. Yes, that was that the one. Might be it. Yeah, Mulan. But that, like, what? There was a Super Bowl one commercial of that, and it just looked like a war, like action film <laughs> instead of like right. Mulan. It's just some guy live streaming Odama from yeah, the GameCube. Yeah, there's no dragon. There's no nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they need to quit doing that. And I get that they're doing it to like keep their IP like under wraps, but maybe don't. <laughs> maybe just do a mini series. Or I don't like it. There's something beautiful about well-done Disney animation that you just cannot capture with CG and live animation. Like you said, like the biggest sin is trying to outdo Robin Williams. Like just, that's not, that's not a role that you can recapture. No, Will Smith tried. No, he didn't. (laughs) Did he try like different accents and everything? Uh... Not really. He's, you know, like the genie, that's kind of his thing. He's just over the top. Like even him as a singer is not very good. Like the songs that he sung in that, he's a bad singer too. So it kind of came across as Shazam. Yeah. He's, uh, he's the second best rapping genie. Shaq is much better. That's, that's saying something. Yeah. 
I don't know if we talked about this, but my family and I, we went back to Shazam and it wasn't good. <laughs> what do you mean you went back to Shazam? I, I, I feel like as a kid, I was like, okay, this is not so bad. You know, when Shaq is the genie. Oh, and, I was getting that confused with that other movie, Kazam. It, that, okay, oh, maybe yes. it's Kazam. Is it Shazam or Kazam? Well, I don't know which one just came out. No, I think it's Shazam. I think the Shaq one is Kazam. Because there Kazam. you go. Okay. Shazam's a newer movie. I was like, I don't remember Genie, but. No, Kazam. Yeah, we went back and I was like, oh, I think this was a pretty good one as a kid. And just the first 10 minutes, I was like, all right, I, th- I think we're done here. Let's <laughs> shut this off and let's uh, just find something else to do. It, it's not good. It's not aged well, huh? No. <laughs> no. What was that one superhero one he did where he was like basically like the Superman spinoff? Oh, Steel. It's there, you yeah. Go. Yep. yep. Yeah. Shaq was in that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like I didn't know about that one. <laughs> I don't think most people remember that one. Other than they try Shaq. to forget it. Yeah. That disturbing. Yeah, I don't think he did well. Ugh. Speaking of movies. This will come out after the fact. Uh, but we're right oh, on the verge of Sonic the Hedgehog. The movie yes, releasing. Yes, we are. Two days away. Two days. Guess who pre-bought his tickets last Saturday? <laughs> because it's going to sell out. This guy. I don't know. I was just like, it'll be a fun Valentine's thing. So I've got tickets at the ultra screen. Which, can yeah. I just point out, like, when you don't take, like, the time to just do a matinee or the $5 movie night, how insane. <laughs> It is to go to the, I have two children and me and my wife, and it was with fees because you got to pay processing fees to book it online. $70. I'm paying $70 just to see this movie. And that doesn't include the 40 I'm going to pay on like popcorn and like Slurpees. That is insane. My gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't, the last movie that I went to in theaters, I'm pretty sure was RV. 2003 wow i think uh, that's quite the stretch i think there's been an increase in ticket prices yeah well i mean i am going i am going to the ultra screen so that might be an upcharge but you seriously have not been into a movie theater since then i'm trying to think if i've been to a movie do you realize how drastically movie theaters have changed since you've gotten like you understand now that when you go they're like full leather recliners that like recline and go all the way back and are huge Mm. It's a premium experience now. It's still not I mean, worth what I'm paying. That, I that has to be. That was good on screen. Yeah. That was, that Robin, was Robin Williams right there. there Robin Williams. Here. There it is. Yeah, I have to go back. I'm pretty sure that's the last movie. Man, I need to like take you on a movie night, man. I'm not a big movie guy. There's this thing about just sitting in chairs that everyone's been sitting in, and I feel I have this germ thing most people know. Yeah or don't know that and as a kid this is gonna go down a rabbit hole but if you guys just hang with me a little bit let's go as a kid i read an article that there were some crazy people with um with hiv needles we all heard and they were poking through through the seats right and so ever since then i i know but i'm i still like the dick in the popcorn thing it doesn't really happen (laughs) Or the razor blade in the apples. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. I check my seat every time, and and so I'm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I did go to. Thing. This is might have been just like hyper coincidental, but I did go to a movie theater once where, um, this is prior to like all the hand, like in old. It was an old school like paper towel dispenser. I was like in high school. It was the kind where you have to like hit the lever and like pull. You push the button down, and then it spits out the paper towel. Um, but somebody had filed because it's on a metal arm had filed the top of that metal down to basically turn it into a blade. Ah. So that when you did it, if you rolled your hand off the plastic, it cut you and it did that to me. That, wow. That's a true story. I don't know if that was like really shitty manufacturing or just wear and tear, but it seems like now? I do have HIV. I didn't want to tell you, you guys. Hiv? I've been dealing with it. Um, it was fine up until I got the coronavirus, but. Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't have that magic Jordan. Oh my god! Not not Magic Jordan. Magic Jordan. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that Magic Johnson money. If I had Magic Jordan money, I'd be fine. Uh, I'd be saved. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Sports. I love sports. There's there's a kid out there named Magic Jordan for sure. I, oh I, yeah, one hundred percent. So way back in the day when I worked at Renaissance Center, uh, Magic Johnson was our spokesperson, and I literally had an old man coming off the street and yell at me he's like do you understand he's not a good person and probably he's got the aids i'm like okay listen <laughs> sir like i don't make the marketing campaign for this national <laughs> chain i appreciate your concerns thank you i'll send it to corporate <laughs> <laughs> let me let me get on the phone right now you just hit one yeah what's your point have you oh thought my oh my gosh. have you thought that maybe he was just drying his hands in the wrong bathroom at the wrong time <laughs> oh my gosh yes <laughs> poor guy wasn't a scandal at all. It all started with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I clearly remember the HIV needle yes. thing. Because I used to look at the seat all the time, too. I'm like, oh, this is a thing. I can't, yeah, but it, it couldn't it have never been was a thing? Never I don't think so. And this is like pre-internet days, right? Like, you could say whatever you wanted and people would believe it. But now I was you can the say idiot whatever you that want, would push down it. on the seat, like, with my hands, which <laughs> would stick me anyways. <laughs> Right. That doesn't make any sense, but I'm like, okay, we're good. I I can sit down with my butt. It's like an evil dead thing. If you lop off the limb soon enough, you'll be fine. Okay. Keeps the poison. I remember so a story that deterred me. A, a snake came up somebody's toilet one time. So when I was oh, a kid, no. there was a good solid year that I was shitting standing up above the toilet. Because <laughs> I wasn't, you're not going to sit on something if, in case a snake, you know, a poison snake comes out of the toilet, you got to sit True. there and you so wait, right there. You're, you're like standing straight up. Yeah. So like I'm spreading my legs between the toilet and just letting it drop right in the. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have that luxury. I've been spraying it all over the wall. That reminds Try me of that story too, where like Burlington Coat Factory or something, where a lady bought like a coat and like stitch into it was like a venomous snake and it bit her in the neck. Oh wow! Yeah, it's probably not true either. I mean, these no, are all that's one hundred percent true. Legends. That was my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real thing. So you get for buying a snake coat. Yeah. Ugh. That's what you get for going to Burlington Coat Factory. <laughs> I feel like that's true. Wow. I love how we just went we, down these yeah. things as kids. Like, do you remember like, HIV ne- needles and well, snakes? Speaking of, and then there's the needles and the Coke cans. Remember that? That was a big thing, too. 
No, I never heard that. That actually did kind of happen, but it was like the lady who bought it from the convenience store also put the needle into the Coke can. So like it was her setup. Oh. Wait. She's trying to sue Coke for a bunch of money. So just a needle in in the Coke. Right, right. She put it in there. They found it. Evidence Um, or she admitted it or something. But yeah, there was like a big scandal with Coke. Yeah. That was a big thing. Speaking of... Another scandal was just one of the bullet points that I was going to put on there and talk about because I thought it was hilarious. Uh, it has nothing to do with gaming, but it has to do with our neck of the woods. So Target, I don't know if you guys got this news screwed up. Target, uh, most people know what Target is. Big national chain, competes with Walmart. Target? They're based no. out of Minneapolis, which is kind of in our <laughs> neck of the woods, Minnesota, North Dakota. Uh, but anyway, they they, in Minneapolis, put out a clothing line of sweatshirts that were labeled the Minnesota Badgers <laughs> featuring the golden oh M. My gosh. <laughs> Which the Badgers are like one of their biggest rivals in Wisconsin. It's the Minnesota Golden Gophers. <laughs> yes. So it caught on fire on social media. Just oh. hilarious. They're probably sponsored. I'm sure they're sponsors in some way of the University of Minnesota too. <laughs> yeah. And then they do something like that. Wow. That's amazing. But yeah, it was it was apparently like a limited batch in like one store, like I think they said they recalled all of them, but two were somehow sold. So you know that those two are like hitting eBay and they're going to go Worth for millions. <laughs> but yeah, just not only to screw it up, but to screw on it with like your rival. It's awesome. <laughs> in your home state and town. Wow. People in the marketing department, they don't watch anything. They're like, <laughs> is this, is this the, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the logo, right? A badger. Yep. That's it. That's probably, that's probably their Twitter profile right now. Like the golden badger or something. <laughs> the golden badgers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Then Wisconsin got a whole batch of, you know, the Wisconsin, Wisconsin golden, golden gophers. gophers. <laughs> Just messed everything up. Everyone's confused and pissed. Luckily, everyone over there is still drunk, so they didn't realize that it's <laughs> wrong. true. Yet. Sunday morning that's will true. be a realization. We love Wisconsin. We're just kidding. Plus, they own the Gophers anyway in football, so they can they can say <laughs> that the Gophers do. they can do whatever they want to do. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, you gotta love corporate epic fails. It's funny. All right, to finish the show, hot on the heels of his new movie coming out, we got a special guest. He he came in, contacted Weekend Rental Podcast, knew that you know it was a good avenue for exposure for his movie, uh, and we got Sonic the Hedgehog here. And uh, hey guys, what's up? Oh, not a lot, Sonic. I I I'm really looking forward to your movie. And uh, I thought you got lost or something. <laughs> well, hey, we're a little bit late. Sometimes we can't go as fast as you all the time. But uh, I am just glad to be here talking with you today. Okie dokie. So, Sonic, uh, I'm just kind of wondering, uh, what's it like to work with Jim Carrey? Uh, <laughs> I was on a snooze cruise, I guess. God, that's harsh, Sonic. It sounded, <laughs> a, Sonic, it really sounded like you were busy with, with something else. 
No um, way. Uh, uh, uh. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. You we'll try must to keep this kidding. as. We'll, sir. We'll just try to keep this as professional as possible. Um, I just wanted to know, you know, with this, the buzz of the movie and kind of having to, you know, remodel your face a little bit and make the make the fans happier. Um, just wanted to know your your thoughts on that. If if you had any. It smells like trash. It's getting cold. The movie. <laughs> okay. What's the smell? Sorry, that was that was me, Sonic. Sorry. Yeah, Ryan Ryan has a snick kit, so um just, just be patient there. You're right, pal. All right, good, good. We're we're back on. Andy, uh what else do you have for Mr. Sonic? So I'm wondering in your new movie, is any of your friends gonna show up? If so Eggman. Eggman, okay, yeah. Knuckles. Knuckles, oh yeah. Amy. Oh yeah. Is there going to be a love interest with Amy? Like, is that kind of what the avenue that we're going with? It must get pretty lonely here. I so no, <laughs> I guess not. Uh, that's that's going to be a bummer. I think a lot of your fan base is actually into uh, the sexualization of the Sonic universe. Now what's wrong? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to tell me that. I, I know there's plenty wrong with that, but oh, it's you. <laughs> Harsh, Sonic. Wow. You know, Sonic. The one who sealed chaos in the Master Emerald. Uh, hey, yeah. Uh, Sonic, have you been drinking a little bit? Hey, there's no time to relax. Glad That's... you finally made it. Ready to roll, oh, champ? <laughs> you're really, what are you rolling? You're really excited for this. I think he's doing math. Yeah, right, Dr. Eggman. All right. There's only one way you get to be that fast. So are we talking sequels yet? Is, are, we, are we starting to shoot your second movie? And if so, when does Shadow oh, the Hedgehog... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, and when does uh, Shadow the Hedgehog show up? What was that all about? Oh, I just want to see a we little... We were wondering the same thing. Well, <clears throat> see you later, Tails. Well... well <laughs> Tails isn't even here. Come on, man. I, I, is that who you're rolling blunts with over there? Oh, no! <laughs> Wait! I think we're all really confused at what's happening here with you, um, Sonic. I know your, your celebrity status, you have a movie coming out, and you got a lot going on, so we do appreciate you just taking the time to, to talk with us a little bit. Um, can you just uh, share with us what inspired you to be part of this movie? Tornado! A tornado. Oh, so like the Sharknado movies. That definitely makes a lot more sense why this movie exists now. Yeah. Hmm. That was the cleanest answer we've ever gotten out of you this whole this whole time. Really appreciate you calming down. Okay. I, I think he's actually becoming lucid here for our interview. This is amazing. Um, yeah, absolutely. How fast do you really go? No need to explain. We'll get on it. Okay. What are you getting on? Amy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm happy to hear that as the world's biggest Sonic fan. Uh, it must get pretty lonely here. Yeah, I, yeah. You don't have to tell me. Uh, I'm really interested in this conspiracy theory that uh, Sonic the restaurant 
also serves your favorite food. It's kind of known for their chili dogs. Seems like a kind of a widespread conspiracy. Wondering if you have any comment on that. I smell oil. Oh, so you you do, you do know all about the Sonic restaurant. I'm not too fond of places like this. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. They must not have met your uh, sponsorship agreement price, but. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Sonic, uh, out of all your friends, I think Knuckles is my favorite. I'm wondering if he's going to be in the movie or maybe he's here. Can I talk to Knuckles? All right. Well, oh, that that's. <laughs> That sounds like a like an evil Italian version of of Knuckles, maybe. Wonderful. Okay, so I I, I get where you're going. They you couldn't get the real Knuckles. You uh, had to go for a second rate Mario character. Um, but oh yeah, I guess Wario will have to do. Uh, Wario, welcome welcome to the to the show. We can rental podcast. Here we go. Okay. All right. Excited. Love it. Love the energy. How does it feel to be in a movie that uh, is the antithesis of not going fast? Wonderful. <laughs> Ryan, what are you doing? I, huh? I, I just heard you... you kind of shit your pants i'm wondering why you would do that oh. in front of our guests sonic I and wario is okay with him i mean maybe wario is kind of Have an enthusiast he is an enthusiast isn't he very much so excellent <laughs> you've got a lot of one-liners there wario i'm wondering if i could hear maybe a uh deeper story of your background maybe <laughs> Oh, you've started a rap career. I see. That's that's impressive. Hey, just keep going. You'll have DJ Khalid pretty soon. He's so aggressive. So aggressive. That's the Italian, I think. Oh, my gosh. Nice. There's some sick beats. I don't know. Maybe, maybe this interview has gone on too long. Sonic already left. I think he went to get a chili dog. At Sonic? At Sonic. Mm. All right. Well, Mario, you should probably get the hell out of here, too. Um, thanks for stopping by. Have a rotten day. Yeah, that's, yeah, you too. That's appropriate. Okay, buddy. Thanks. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs> Oof. That was... Uh... Uncomfortable. <laughs> it's extremely uncomfortable. Uh, it's you know, it's one of those things when you you feel like you don't know how you're going to act when you meet your childhood heroes. But yeah, yeah, we were stunned. Yep. I never what you stunned. expect to rag yeah. on Jim Carrey like that. That's Oof. it's harsh. <clears throat> yeah, but I'm glad like you, you know. You said, Nandy, at least we did confirm that he is writing Amy. It's not just the fan fiction. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's important. 
It was good to know mm-hmm. for sure. And I mean, since we're all the people to interview, I, sp- I suppose we just end the podcast. I mean, you got to end it on a high note. How many other podcasts have had Sonic and on their show? Yeah, and Wario. I mean, that's. <clears throat> I mean, two two franchises just enemies. It's amazing. Very cool little Sega Nintendo thing. Very cool to be part it of. It's Olympic time right now, so yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's when everybody the truce does is come called. <laughs> yep. Yep. Interesting. Well, if that made you as uncomfortable as it made me, <laughs> we would love to hear hear from you. You can send it uh, to us. Uh, we can rental podcast at gmail dot com. We'd love to. Um, if you have any suggestions or questions, pictures, things like that, we would love to hear from you. Uh, make sure you're following us on all of our social media as well, on Twitter and on YouTube. And you can find all things Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com. And as always, be kind. Rewind. Go Badgers. Sonic's favorite movie is Chasing Amy. Oh, Bananas.